This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and today we are talking about fear and not the kind of fear of like, oh no, I'm afraid of spiders and sharks, which is a funny coincidence. Uh, where I live in California, there have been a bunch of shark sightings recently, and I have this weird fear of sharks, even though I know I'm more likely to get hurt by a lot of other things. I just don't go in the water, and it's cold. I mean, who needs to go in the cold water? But that doesn't matter. What we're talking about are fears of things in your social life, in your finances, and in your business. So a lot of people know that way back when, when I started uh, Personal Profitability, it actually had a different name. It was called Narrow Bridge, uh, first Narrow Bridge Adventures, then Narrow Bridge Finance. And Narrow Bridge comes from an old Jewish song written by my eighth great uncle, I believe. That's great, 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 great uncle. Uh, was a famous rabbi, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, or the Breslover Rebbe. And he wrote a song. It's my favorite Jewish song. The lyrics are very simple. It translates to the whole world is a very narrow bridge. And the most important thing is to not be afraid. So when I started narrow bridge finance, ultimately personal profitability, I was trying to help people overcome fears of not knowing what to do and not knowing how to handle their money. Because that stuff's scary, right? You know, between investments and banking and saving for retirement, and if you have kids and mortgages and rent and bills, it, it adds up quick. It's easy to get in debt. It's, it's easy to have a lot of problems. And one way to overcome Financial problems is making more money. That's why I talk about entrepreneurship and side hustles so much. Because as we know, side hustles changed my life. And now I have a full-time job making even more money than I used to working online. And that's all because of a side hustle. So today we have a guest who we'll get to in a few minutes. is a old business partner and good friend of mine named Brad. And Brad has a great story. Please do listen to his whole story um, when we get there in a few minutes on the, the chicken thing. It's great. Uh, but you know, with these fears, something that I'm afraid of right now, and I feel like I can't just talk about the good, I have to talk about the bad too on this podcast, is you know what happens when I'm trying to balance and juggle multiple clients all at once? You know, I always want to do and intend to do the very best job possible I can. I want to deliver the best product 100% of the time. But I know I can't always do that 100% of the time, but I will strive to do that. But something that I don't have as much control over is what happens if a client, you know, their needs change. And recently I had a couple of clients, their needs changed. One insourced all of their writing so they don't have any external writers or freelancers anymore. It's all just in-house people. And another client put me on pause because they were having a staffing change. It looks like I will get to come back and, and keep working with them. But a couple of months off from one of my best and favorite clients is, is a bummer. Now, I did pick up two new clients uh, as those two faded out, though they're not quite as big as the old ones. So that shows, you know, even though I'm trying to level up and make more every month, there are things far beyond my control that I can't, you know, I can't always predict. And unlike a regular day job where you'll more or less be safe and be able to work there comfortably as long as you don't do anything egregious enough to get fired. In freelancing, you know, if you do one mediocre uh, assignment, they might just not hire you back. Or even if you do great work all the time, their needs might change and they might not bring you back. 
So as a freelancer and a side hustler, I know that even when I have great months making 10000 plus, I have to stay on top of that hustle and keep bringing in new clients. Because my biggest fear is a freelancer and a dad uh, with a stay-at-home wife um, who I'm very lucky is able to spend her days taking care of our family rather than having to go to a job. That means everything falls back on my shoulders financially. And if things don't work out well, no one's going to fix it but me. So that's my big fear in business. And I'm working to overcome it by working every week to bring on new clients. Even if I already have a full client load, I can always bring in a new client and do what I call leveling up or laddering up my clients, where maybe I have one client that's not as great. Maybe they don't pay quite as well. If I find one new amazing client, even if I already have a full client load, I could drop a client that isn't a favorite client or is a lower paying client and keep leveling up. In the months that I do need clients, like where you know a couple months ago I had some um, have their needs change, if I'm finding new clients, it just backfills those spots. So either way, I'll end up with a full client load, uh, but you know, there's always different paths to get there. So anyway, that's enough for me for now. Next, we're going to jump into our chat with Brad right after this. You probably noticed that over the last year and a half, this podcast has never had a single ad, but I'm sorry to say it's changing right now. You'll always know it's an ad because of this funky, cool, loungy background music, and it'll only come from companies that I trust and believe in. So if you have a company that I might trust and believe in, let me know. We have opportunities for you to advertise right here and reach the listeners who also enjoy this show. So whether you're trying to get a hold of people who are into investing or personal finance or entrepreneurship or side hustles, whatever they're doing, you can reach them here at the Personal Profitability Podcast. I'll work with you to find the right ad length, the right rates, everything we need. So what are you waiting for? Send me a note, head to personalprofitability.com slash contact to get in touch. Who knows what's possible? Never know unless you try. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, we're here now with Brad Finkeldye. Now, Brad and I have a fun relationship together, so let's start by chatting about that and how we met. Now, Brad, what is your version of how we met online? <laughs> uh, the less stalkery, creepy version? Yes. Um, <laughs> it was actually in a, um, I forget the actual Facebook group, and it was a entrepreneur's group, if I remember correctly. I can't remember the name of it. It was the Screw the but 9 But I posted that I had an idea. Yeah, that's what it was, Screw the 9 to 5. And um, I just remember I had an idea. Um, and I said, hey, this is what I'm up to. And I posted about it. And I said, I, I want to create something, you know, creating websites. And you responded. And then we got on the phone. And we're, you know, like it was an instant, like, um, it was like just be. good rapport. <laughs> yeah, just good rapport with each other. Like we're both easygoing. And we both had, you know, similar backgrounds. And we're both nerds. And um, we like building websites and we're both entrepreneurs and you're just like, yeah, let's do this. So we created something. Yeah, you know? so, so the big story there, the website's uh, not there anymore. But the site <clears throat> we created was, it was originally OneDayBusinessWebsite.com. And then we moved to OneDayBusinessWebsites with an S at the end. It's just a little <laughs> more natural. But the basic idea of what we were trying yeah. to do, um, you know, Brad was the marketing guy. I was the the builder guy because i was already building websites at the time i was 
you know, thinking partnering up, we could build volume, we could both make some money. And, um, and we did have some cool clients come through. We had one really awesome client that we worked with. Uh, we did a cool giveaway. But the idea was people could go to this website, fill out a form, and hire us to build a website on a future date in one day. So essentially that client would buy us for a day. We could jump on, build their whole website. But to do that, we'd have a lot of steps beforehand. So it wasn't like you just clicked a button and had a website in a day. Uh, there was a little bit of work before your one day. Uh, so the business model did work pretty well, but we didn't see the growth we wanted. So we decided to you know, kind of part ways friendly, uh, unfriendly terms and work on our own projects again. Uh, so that, that's kind of the background of, of how we got to know each other. So what have you been doing since we split directions and started working on our own projects again? <laughs> um, basically reinventing myself um, and becoming a speaker. And so my story, you know, started me as leaving a corporate, leaving the corporate world um, in 2013. And I got laid off from a job. And right before I got laid off, I had asked a, I had reached out to a life coach because I wasn't really happy with the way of who I was being in the world. And I didn't feel confident. And this life coach, you know, after a two hour conversation, and she looked me in the eyes and she says, uh, you're not confident. You're buying all of your confidence with a big paycheck. And it was like someone had told me the truth of who I was, like for the first time. <clears throat> and that truth set me bomb. out on my journey of, yeah, a trick bomb. Yeah, like a, like a big punch to the face. <laughs> and I had to accept it. And from that moment in 2013, I've been stepping up my confidence and going after things that scare me and starting businesses and wrote my first book and I went on a speaking trip. And um, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs do this is we we go after idea, we start it. And I know for myself, like don't finish um, like we should and where the success comes in. And for myself, once I got laid off, it was all, all about me stepping into my fears and really doing things that inspire me. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, got a little, um, little bug in the throat. But stepping into my own confidence through this, this past like three years and really surrounding myself with awesome people has um, led me to where I'm at today. And to give you the, the shorter version is that basically, you know, I wrote this book and I went on a speaking trip after becoming uh, a coach. And I met a man that, um, while I was on this speaking trip, that inspired me and empowered me to believe in, in who I was and that I had power within me and just to stand up for what I believe in and go make a difference in the world. And he, he left me, well, to give you a little background of who he was, he was um, just an incredibly awesome person. And he walked around, he was a shaman, and he walked around with his totem animal which was a chicken and he had a, a giant rubber chicken that he used to represent that and would just, just kind of shove it in people's faces you know like fun in a fun playful way and tell them to stop being chicken and to stand up for what they believe and to really go for their dreams and then at, you know after either a speech or you know a personal moment he would give them a little one inch rubber chicken and say you know whenever you look at this 
be reminded that maybe now is the time to step into your fear about that thing you really want. And like he touched me um, and I was left like feeling just really good about who I could be. And that moment stayed with me. And I kept this little chicken on a bracelet and I kept looking at it and I kept stepping into my fears and kept doing things that scared me. And I had eventually from that place moved to Portland, Oregon. And about a year after meeting him, he was killed in a terrorist attack. And in that moment, you know, I was like, okay, something's going on here. And I know I want to carry on his message. And I was going through a leadership course at the time. And I decided that I'm the guy that's going to carry his message on. Like, it was just a perfect fit. He was a fun, goofy guy. You know, who carries around a giant rubber chicken? You just, who does that? And I decided to actually do that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go order myself a rubber chicken. And then I'm going to go order myself, you know, these tiny little rubber chickens. And so I did. So I went to Amazon, um, ordered them up, and uh, they were they're delivered to my house. And the day that they're being delivered was the day that like the universe aligned and had like a really big test for me to step up from being a coward to someone who could make a difference. And I was walking my dog and I remember seeing this guy uh, pushing his bicycle. And when I looked at him, I was like, something's not right there, but I didn't think much of it. I just saw the Amazon package. And I was like, wait a minute, my rubber chickens are on their way. And so I get back to the house and they pull up my phone and it said the, you know, they're just dropped off. And I look at the front porch, they're not there. And then I go inside and I'm like, there's no package here either. What the heck's going on? And then it hit me and I was like, oh, this guy just stole my package. Oh no. And I've got to go, I've got to go get it back. And if it was, if I was the same person, I would have, you know, been three years before stuck in a corporate job, feeling like a coward, definitely didn't have any confidence i would have just run inside and i would have been like oh just order some more like that guy stole it for me i'm not going to do anything about it and but this time my heart started racing my it started beating the adrenaline started pumping and i was like i gotta go get this you know i have to go actually stand up for myself and so i grabbed my attack looking dog and uh, i started to chase after the guy and the whole time I'm like, I don't know what to say, but I'm just like, this guy stole my gift to the world. Like, like I've got to go get this back. And so I confront him and I'm like, hey man, you got my package. And he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, uh, I think you do. And then I look at his, you know, I look under his arm and it's got my name on it and I grabbed it from him. And at this point, like, I'm kind of like, I still had that kind of like Christmas morning feeling. I was like, oh, there's my package. I'm going to open it up, you know? And, and I was expecting to see, I was expecting to see about a hundred of these little tiny rubber chickens. And so I open it up, I look inside and there's one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I just paid $30 for one tiny one inch little plastic rubber chicken. This is, I got ripped off and then this guy stole from me. Like big double whammy. And then in that moment, like I just looked at the guy and I saw something wasn't right. Like who's who goes around stealing packages off people's porches? You know, like they're you don't know what's inside them. And I just looked at the guy, held up the chicken to his face, and I said, "What's going on in your life, man? Like something's not right." And he really like he could tell I was listening, and he could tell that I actually cared in the moment. And he opened up to me. And he shared with me that four people had died in his life that year. 
that he had gone homeless, that he was strung out on drugs, that his girlfriend was strung out on drugs, and his mom was strung out. And the only thing they knew to get by was to steal packages off people's porches and then hope for the best. And it was in that moment that I learned something about myself, that when I listened to other people, like from a, from a space of like no judgment, that I could actually make a difference, even if it's just listening to them, because so many people want to be heard and they're, they're really not. And so I just was in, in that space with him and I, and I asked him to return the other packages that he had stolen. And then I reached into my wallet and I gave him the last $6 that I had on me and I gave him my business card and I said, call me, you know, I'd be happy to help you, you know, figure some things out or just have a conversation and see if there's anything that I could ever do um, inside of, you know, helping you to get you, you know, back on your feet. And after that moment, I just realized like, wow, like that felt really good. Like I, I turned a, I turned a confrontational moment into something of compassion for another person. And it just like something started to shift in me. And since that moment, I've decided, I mean, I'm actually, I want to use the word chosen. Um, I've chosen to dedicate my life to empowering other entrepreneurs and other people to step into their fears and quit being chickens because you don't know who you're going to become once you start actually stepping into that thing that you really want. And there's always another, there's always an opportunity on the other side of fear. And once I started doing that, things started to unfold for me. And I moved to, I eventually moved from Portland, Oregon, um, uh, to a short little trip down to back to my hometown, St. Louis, and then moved up to Chicago. And one morning I woke up and I was running and I still was, wasn't clear on like exactly who I was in the world. And I decided, I just asked myself this question while I was running. I said, who am I? And something just came through me and said, I'm a speaker. And then I, like the weirdest thing was I just burst into tears, like unexpectedly. And I was like, what the the hell? Where, 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 was that, where was that from? And what I realized was like, I finally told myself the truth about who I was and that it had taken all this time being an entrepreneur and trying things and failing and trying things and failing to actually realize like who I was in the world and that, that I could make a difference. And ever since then, I've been on the path to um, inspiring and sharing my story with other people and bringing inspiration to the world um, where some people feel hopeless and they don't, they feel alone. And, you know, I, when I reached out to you or when we reconnected, I shared that I had just landed my first big paid speaking gig in Vegas. And I'm actually going out to that very soon. And it's it, like, my life is unfolding because I took a big risk and was willing to, you know, allow the opportunity to come to me not knowing exactly what was going to happen. And I think that's the big thing about being an entrepreneur is like, I think we can try to plan it as much as we want, but we can't control everything. And my big thing is like letting go of control and just going with the flow. <laughs> like you said, right before this call, like, you know, going with the flow and really being, you know, just myself and creating from there and becoming an inspirational speaker. So that's, that's, you know, the, the story of me becoming a speaker, it's basically me that's stepping into my fears and then allowing things to happen. And that's an amazing story. Like, you can really feel what you were going through confronting the guy who stole your tiny 30 
dollar rubber chicken. I'm actually <laughs> I'm excited to say I have uh, you know, uh, when you started the the rubber chicken thing as part of your speaking, you sent me uh, a couple of them in the mail. Uh, one for me, one to give away. I have yet to find the person to give the second one to, so I still have them both here at home. But I do look at them and I think of you and I think of leaning into my fears. I was actually just last night lying in bed talking to my wife, and um, I was thinking through. You know, I'm always thinking about business. It's like an illness. I can't turn it off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about how you say to lean into your fears. Noah Kagan, uh, the guy, uh, he's the CEO of Sumo, incredibly successful online entrepreneur. Um, he said yeah, once, yeah. "You should set a goal that scares the hell out of you, and if it doesn't, it's probably not a good goal." <laughs> and I've always. I've been thinking, you know, this year my big goal has been make at least 10000 a month on average all year. Even though I tried to make it 10000 a month every month, I slipped already by a couple hundred bucks one month so far this year. But on average, I'm still beating it. I was thinking, you know, what would be like one of those big, hairy, audacious goals? And I turned to my wife. I said, wouldn't it be cool if we had a million dollars in the bank in three years? Like, wouldn't life just be easier? <laughs> And she's like, well, yeah, it would be it. And in my mind, that was me like starting the gears of setting a scary goal of how do I make a million dollars within the next three years in profit. But that's a story for another day. But that's something I've been thinking about. So maybe we'll hear about it again yeah. on the podcast. Um, it all starts with that question. Right. Like, I mean, what would you have done if you hadn't said one day, what if I don't leave this job and I stay in this cubicle? You know, you'd probably still be in that cubicle making a good salary, living a comfortable life, you know, the, the un, quote unquote American dream. Um, but mm -hmm. would you have been happy? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You maybe wouldn't have even thought I mean, you obviously had the entrepreneur DNA. So you would have thought to go down this path. Um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people, you know, just don't question it and they're happy to sit there and, and float along. And that works great for a lot of people. But if you want to do something special, you have to be willing to try and probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And you know, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a private pilot. I used to be a rock climbing instructor. I've done some scary things in terms of like jumping off cliffs and <laughs> extreme sports stuff. But I think the scariest thing I ever did was when I had a six month old daughter at home, I quit my job, sold my house and moved to a more expensive state. Uh, and it's all worked out so far and it's been over a year. So you never know those scary things can turn out to be the best <laughs> and for me it was absolutely like the best decision i ever made I mean, aside from going to college getting two finance degrees i think that was maybe a better decision for my overall life because i still use those every day in this current uh job i've created for myself but you know it, it takes stepping through that fear and taking that first big leap or second big leap whatever your big leap is you know for me and for a lot of businesses, you can start as a side hustle. So that's like a tiny leap. You know, like when Brad and I started One Day Business Websites, we had that up and running in less than 48 hours. You know, that wasn't much of a leap for either of us other than trusting each other <laughs> to work on this. But, yeah. you know, quitting your job, that's a huge leap. Uh, and it is scary. It is something you should think twice about. I'm not encouraging people to just quit their jobs without a plan. I had a really big safety net when I quit my job. Brad, I know, had some savings. So... You know, if, if mm -hmm. either of us hadn't made a dollar, we could have gone months or maybe years without having to worry about money. Um, so don't just quit your job without a backup plan. But for us, both times, you know, that seemed to be the right thing for us. And, and we've found our ways to some very cool places. 
So now I'm curious. You're talking about you have your first paid speaking gig coming up in Vegas. I mean, Vegas is fun on its own when you're getting paid to go there. Like double bonus. <laughs> make sure you don't leave it all on. Don't yep. put it all on black. You know, take that speaker fee home with you. <laughs> um, but how did that all come together? Yeah, I know it's you know we are we recently had Grant Baldwin on a few episodes ago. His whole deal is helping people get booked and paid to speak. So for you specifically, you figured out a speaker was what you wanted to become. That's your future. That's your definition of what you do for a living. How did you land that first gig? Well, I'm glad you said Grant because I'm actually in his coaching program. Oh, wow. And um, I just follow. Yeah, um, I've had many coaches along the way. And, um, you know, he's got an online course that you take. And I just started following the steps to that. But here's the, the, the key thing that um, one, follow the instruction of your mentors or, or coaches along the way. I've, I've definitely had some times where I didn't listen to my coaches and I had that internal dialogue of like, don't tell me what to do. I'll do it myself. And um, some of that, some of that has really backfired in my life. The the arrogance in that of of looking at someone else and going, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. I'll do it my way. When the evidence is they have already had the success and I didn't. Um, so I learned my lesson. And then when I, I started working, you know, in Grant's program, I just was like, okay, I'll do what he says, and I'll I'll, I'll and I'll just do it this his way instead of my way, <laughs> and. So I started taking the steps and one of the big steps was me was reaching out to my past network of people that I had um, been involved with in, in past endeavors and people that I either interviewed for one of my past. It wasn't a podcast. It was an online interview series and reached out to this guy and I said, hey, this is what I'm up to. And if you know any event planners, I would love to be introduced. And he introduced me to uh, an event planner, which is just like a like a giant home run for me. And she, we had a conversation and she told me about herself and she's, she's done Russell Brunson's events and everything. And I'm like, wow, like first person out of the gate. And I got, got someone who's like awesome and incredible. And so she knew my story and she knew what I was up to. And she's like, yeah, we'd love for you to come out to Vegas and speak. And this is, you know, an event all about um, how to sell on Amazon. And I want you to come out and share your inspirational story. Um, and then she asked me something. She goes, how do you feel about MC and the event? And this is where I want people listening to get something for themselves is my first reaction was all of this fear started like coming up. I've never emceed an event. Like uh, I couldn't do that. Why would she even want to ask me? Like, I can't why do the that. Heck not? And I like, because of yeah, well, why? Yeah, exactly. Why the heck not? Um, but all the internal dialogue that was going on in my head was like, oh, I've never done that before. You know, I'm going to fail or whatever. But because of my mindfulness practice and really being present to, you know, the internal chatter that I had going on, um, I, I said, well, let's talk about that. And then we talked about it at a later time. And instead of telling her no to the opportunity, I said, let's just talk about that. And then in the next conversation we had, she goes, Brad, I know you've never emceed an event, um, but I still want you to do it. And I was like, oh, well, thank God. Like, now you know, like, you know what you're dealing with. And um, she goes, I just like your personality and, and who you are. And I think you'd just be a great fit. And the point I want to make is that um, really me letting go of like those expectations that it had to be a certain way but it still moved me forward into my vision was what I had to accept. And 
it was kind of like a blessing in disguise of like, I think, you know, the universe or God, when you ask for something, you know, it's given to you, but it doesn't, you know, it, it's not given to you written in a, with a bow on top it says, here's the thing you asked for. It actually comes to you looking different, looking like someone else. Um, and I think it's our job to interpret, you know, the moments that, that life gives us as, oh, is this the opportunity that I've been asking for? Oh, well, what if I said yes to it? That's awesome. And that's what I did. And then she's like, yeah, we'd love to have the MC. And, and it's filled with um, other great speakers that um, that I'll be able to connect with and work with and, um, you know, just have a, a great starting ground, you know, of my career. I've already done other speaking, but this is the one, this is kind of like the launch pad for me. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to be going out there and doing it. Thank you so much for sharing this. That's like super inspirational. I hope everyone takes that story home. So people want to connect with you, find you, learn more about Brad online. Where should they go? So I have a unique last name. So I'm actually going to give people two things. So my name, uh, my my website is bradfinkeldye.com. And it's kind of hard to spell. I'm just learning it myself after all these years. Uh, and that's B-E-R-A-D-F-I-N-K-E-L-D-E-I.com. Um, but because I also go by my um, superhero name of the rubber chicken guy, you can go to the rubber chicken guy.com and that will redirect you to my website. And um, you can get all the information to contact me there. Um, follow me. I've got inspirational merchandise. Um, I got t-shirts that inspire people around the world. And yeah, just got it's a, a great resource to if you want to step into your future of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, it, it's it's a good resource to have. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Be sure to go check out Brad at therubberchickenguy.com or his own name's website if you can figure out how to spell it. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode of the Personal Profitability Podcast. I hope you found Brad's story as fun and inspirational as I did. You know, I never tire of chatting with Brad. He's just such a great guy and he's doing such amazing things. And I wish him a lot of luck at his upcoming speaking gig in Las Vegas. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone else could learn from Brad's story, please share it with them. You know, it doesn't cost you anything more than a few seconds and it helps get this show in more people's ears so we can hopefully change the world on our own path to personal profitability. So thank you again so much and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, stay profitable.